0: Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacey, and today we're going to be looking at the movie I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer came out in 1998, and it's not very good. <laughs> in fact, I think so far, it might be the worst movie we've covered on this show. My guest today is returning guest Josh Wessler. Josh, how you doing? Well, not so good, Yeah. after watching the movie. Uh, yep. I, I, I it was a perfectly fine day, though, before that. <laughs> oh, yes, and I came along and ruined it. Yeah, Bringing thanks. you on the show. Yep. I still know that this is a crappy franchise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll always know that you're going to come up with great shows like that. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, it ends. <laughs> uh, so, Josh, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> uh, I I really don't know. We could we could do an entire podcast on the on the movie. Yeah, a, uh, a review podcast. A review podcast. Uh, but I, it would probably make me feel better about it. I don't know how helpful it would be. <laughs> uh, I will say that it definitely was worse than the first one. And out of any of the movies that you have done so far for this podcast, it is. Dead last, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't hate the movie. I think it's mildly entertaining at best. I think the premise is okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say mildly entertaining would be very generous. Uh, <laughs> there is maybe a handful of parts that are like are good, I yeah. guess, but there's a lot of stuff that just is it isn't good. It's basically just a copy of the first movie uh so it, it you just know what's going to end up coming and then to wrap it all up at the end it was just the same ex- you, you knew exactly what was going to happen at the end of the movie and since there's a third one that apparently has nothing to do with this the previous two you know that it's just gonna like the, the ending doesn't matter doesn't matter it does not matter so it, i i <sighs> I just didn't like it. And it, and it was just there's just a lot of bad stuff in between that I I just don't know. I like I, I can't even think of any anything bad about it because it was all bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh here's what I'll say. I know what you did last summer the first one is a dumb version of Scream. I still know what you did last summer is a dumb version of I know what you did last summer. <laughs> that is a good that is a good analogy. I'm smart. Okay, so the point of this podcast, if you're listening to this for the first time, I don't know why you would be, this would be a weird one to start with, but what we do here is we are trying to create a master list of rules on how to survive horror movies, any and all horror movies, really. We have a whole list of them over on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror, that's How, the number two, horror, and you can go ahead and read the rules, which we keep updated over there, and we're going to go along, we're going to go through the plot of this movie, bit by bit, every character decision, good and bad, talk about them, and see if we need to add any new rules to the list. This is another sequel, so it'll be interesting to see if we actually get any. I doubt it, but it's possible. Yeah, sometimes you get uh, you surprise yourself a little bit yep. uh, just after talking through, just like, eh, you know what, this this could work. So, I don't know. I there's nothing specific that I have written down, so uh, as of right now, no. But I mean, it's happened before where yep. we found one. So we'll go over the whole plot, and then at the very end, we'll give out some awards for. The, the smartest player or the smartest character in the movie and the, the dumbest character in the movie basically but we will be spoiling the entire plot of this movie the whole thing spoilers, spoilers. it's not worth watching so it's yeah. fine up until this point I pretty much said every movie we've watched on the for the podcast has been like Yeah, hey, go ahead and go watch it and then come back and listen to the podcast don't bother with this one I mean if you have it and you don't have to spend any money on it go ahead and watch it but you don't have to don't bother don't go out of your way to watch it it's not really worth your time if you like the first movie, pretend that it ended after that. Sure, sure. That's, that's a fair way to go. Yeah, just, just stop here. Just just stop with the movies and just listen to the podcast. And just listen to the podcast, because we'll eventually we'll get to I'll always know what you did last summer, so we'll do the, the watching for you. Yeah, You're yeah, welcome. We'll do this for you so you don't have to. You're welcome. We're the best. I know. Alright, that's about it for the intro. Let's get into I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. We start off with our main protagonist from the previous movie, Julie, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's in a church, going to confession, confessing everything that happened in the the first movie. This is all a dream spoiler alert, but don't go confessing crimes. I mean, I guess a priest can't really tell on you. I'm not sure what the law is with that, just because it's... I mean, there's the whole, like, doctor-patient relationship. Yeah, I don't know what the, the priest and confessioner relationship is. It's the same thing, except unless the person says, I'm going to commit a crime. If they say, I'm going to go do this, then the priest is allowed to intervene and try and save a life. Mm-hmm. But if you confess to a murder that happened in the past, the priest will not tell anyone. Or they're not supposed to. That's the rule. Yeah, interesting. So, my dad always said, if you ever commit a crime and you feel like confessing, don't confess to a cop, confess to a priest. <laughs> I, I guess that's good advice <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> turns out the it's Ben Willis the killer from the previous movie is the priest and it's all a dream and so Julie wakes up in her bed uh, in, in the middle of class actually screaming and is embarrassed and leaves the room yeah, this is basically one of the handful of things that I kind of liked about it, just because it kind of justified the sequel, and she said, oh, I had another dream, so it kind of wraps up the ending of the last one, and I th- thought it was in just a fine way, yeah. and you can tell that my standards are low for this movie when I said this is one of the things I liked about it, because it's a very just tight wrap-up of the previous movie. Yeah, yeah, the, the cliffhanger ending from the first movie was a dream. Okay. Oh, That's, okay, Nightmare on oh, Elm Street. Whatever. Whatever you need to justify the movie, I guess. Uh, As she leaves class, her new friend, who we just meet for the first time, named Will. Will Benson. Will Benson is his name. Remember that. His name is Will Benson. 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 Think about that for a minute. That'll (laughs) let you know what kind of movie you're in for here. Uh, So Will is her new friend, and he's allegedly has a crush on her <laughs> maybe he does maybe he does so julie leaves class and will follows her and basically he's trying to comfort her make her feel better julie's kind of having a hard time getting over everything ptsd probably can't blame her yeah it's, it's also the fourth of july is coming up and you know they're almost to the one-year anniversary of the previous movie and the incident that started the whole thing two years ago but will comforts her is trying to be a good friend i guess we think he's like just trying to get in her pants you know set himself up to do that yeah absolutely totally or, I mean, just get to know maybe. more, maybe. Sure. Not, maybe not, not that bad for the intentions. Yeah, maybe Will has just the best intentions ever for Julie. He seems like a super nice guy. Yeah, the whole time we... There's... Okay, just spoiler Will is one of the killers. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're just spoiling it right now. Ruining the fun. Yep. Yeah. Will Will is one of the killers. His, Will, his last name is Benson. He's Will. Ben's son. God. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> this is so <laughs> stupid so the killer's name is Ben Willis will Benson is the his son's alias a oh my god we're struggling here folks I, I, do, I, have, I have no words for this this is I mean I guess it can be you can say that it was creative but yeah, in retrospect it's so stupid it's so stupid like, and and was there anything there with like his first name being will and like last name See, that would have actually been, actually been better if he, his name had been, like, Freddie Benson. Oh, wait. Isn't that the character of my car? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> okay. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. If they made his name Fred Benson, Freddie Benson, that would have been a little bit more, like, uh, That was kind of stupid, but whatever. But the fact that his name is Will Benson and then Ben Willis, it just kind of kills me inside a little bit. Yeah. Especially because I didn't notice the first time I watched this movie. Did you notice while watching that? No. No idea. But I don't think we heard his last name more than, like, once. Just once. They say it very once casually as he's checking into the hotel, and they don't say his first name. It's <laughs> Okay, uh, and that almost makes it worse. Yeah, like, if it was said multiple times, and it was just like, oh, audience, you didn't, like, you didn't catch this. But it was, like, it was literally just an internal thing for the character that meant literally nothing to the audience. It was more just like, oh, that's kind of clever. I guess you made his name related. Like, No. Stupid. I'm sure the writer of this movie thought he was so clever, yeah. and no, this is terrible. Good. This is so stupid. Good for him. I'm sorry to get hung up on this, but this this kills me inside. Man. I died inside when at this. I, I didn't die. I laughed oh. <laughs> I thought it was so stupid. Ugh. Anyway, but the the thing is, we don't really get a trace of any bad intentions from this guy the whole movie until like the reveal. Yeah, up until like maybe like a minute before the reveal. I I was sold on him being a good guy. Now, there are a few moments where he goes off on his own. Makes a little bit more sense in hindsight, but there's nothing to suggest he's a killer the whole movie mm-hmm. until the reveal, basically. Whatever. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done. Let's give up on this one. So Will leaves, and Julie goes back to her apartment, and Ray, her boyfriend, Freddie Prince Jr. from the first movie, is waiting for her. And he, this is also extremely stupid. He's like, okay, grab your stuff. Let's head back to our hometown to go celebrate the 4th of July. Didn't you talk about this? Because Julie doesn't want to go. She has no interest in going back to her hometown, especially on the anniversary, which is fair. Totally fair. 100%. Yep. Ray's like, no, you should go. You, you Come with. Don't suck. Come with to this random. Uh, I want to no. remind everybody that their hometown is in one of the Carolinas. I think it's North Carolina. They're in Boston. That's where she goes to school in boston so he drove all the way up to boston to bring her back without talking to her about it dude ray <laughs> what kind of communication is this guys you have some relationship issues you need to work out this You've got a lot of issues got a lot of issues so without even like really communicating about it Ray's like okay you need some space and probably some space away from me too i get it and he leaves and just drives all the way back <laughs> what <laughs> ray you suck this would have made so much more sense if it was like a phone call like hey, I'm gonna come yeah. up and get you, or hey yeah. baby, when are you coming down? Baby, we talked about this. I'm not gonna come down cause trauma. Ugh, fine, be fine. that way. You just hate me. <laughs> that, that what? This it, it makes no sense. It's so stupid. Whatever. I know we're not recapping, but this is gonna be a little bit of a recap. Just it's more of like a hate recap. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. We we went through some misery here a little bit. Okay, so this this is the stuff I like. This is actually probably my favorite part of the movie. Is Julie gets back into her apartment. And we kind of see her day, her routine getting home. She's got three deadbolts on her door. Three. Yeah, good for her. She also has pepper spray on her keychain. So basically, rule number 21. Learn from past events. Julie's learned. She, she knows that Ben's body was never found. There's a chance he's still out there. Let's uh, put some defenses up. Have a weapon ready all the time. Any survivor from a first movie... Should always assume that it's not over. Yeah. There could always be a sequel. Yep. And Julie's doing this here. So uh, credit where credit is due. This is good stuff. That night, Julie hears a noise. Someone comes in her front door. Someone's in her apartment. The power is out. She grabs a knife from her nightstand. She's got it. Just one right there. Great. That's awesome. Got it ready to go. She very quietly, without making a noise, creeps around the apartment trying to see if someone's in her place. And eventually finds someone in her closet. And it's her roommate. <laughs> Don't be an idiot roommate. <laughs> yeah. Now, the roommate is uh, named Carla. Carla is the token black friend. Yeah. Basically. There's not a whole lot to her character. She's just the good friend. Yep. And they wanted some more diversity. Basically. That's, that's basically all it was. Yep. That's that's Carla in a nutshell. Seems nice. Seems like a nice yeah. person. I'm glad you found a nice new friend to replace Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Julie almost stabs her, which is, would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. That would have made it a much better movie. <laughs> but no, this is all great on Julie, just looking around, being careful. You never know. Yeah, and Carla, she she ends up saying that, uh, like, oh, I, th- I thought you were out of town for the weekend. Like, okay, even if even if not, just announce yourself when you come into the room. Just like, hey, Julie, you here? Yeah, no? Make okay. Make some noise. Like... <laughs> Yo, you home? I guess she was sleeping. Didn't want to wake her up or something. I don't know. It's it's a weird, but whatever. And so they talk. They talk about roommate things. Carla wants Julie to ditch Ray. She's not a big Ray fan, and wants her to date Will instead because he's nice. Can't blame her. Yeah, Ray's kind of being a dick about this whole summer situation, Fourth of July situation. So at this point, yeah, why not? And even later on, I'm later on. I'm like, yeah, yeah screw Ray. Get date Will. Well, I'm, I mean, even from like a. A PTSD like standpoint. If you have issues with the town, you're also going to have anything aso- issues with anything associated with that, like Ray. Ray's going so, to leave. He's a fisherman. He works there. Yeah. If he if you can't convince him to leave, which it seems like he's never going to, even though it would make sense because Boston, you're really close. Like you have the shoreline. There's other fishing yeah. other than in North Carolina. I would say ditch Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's if that's going to be an issue for you. And Ray doesn't want to leave, which is fine. He doesn't have to. Just cut ties. I, yeah. But whatever. It's her life. <laughs> uh, so Carla is a waitress at a club. She convinces Julie to come out with her. And we also meet Carla's boyfriend, Ty, who is played by, by Mackay Pfeiffer and is also, you know, he's just kind of a loud dude, you know, kind of an alpha guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a bro. Kinda, yeah. Basically he's a beat. bro, bro. His like motivation the entire movie is he just wants to get laid. Which is just fascinating. Such such deep character. I mean, I I understand it to begin with, and then like when you're in the club or like first like going on a trip, whatever. But then like, I'll I'll get into it later. Yeah. In the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, in the middle of a hurricane when you know that there's a killer on the loose. Dial it back. You can stop mentioning it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Stop mentioning it. Dial it back, Ty. So they're out dancing. This this I wrote down just because I knew Will was the killer, but Will shows up and he offers to go get a drink. And Julie's like, yeah, sure. Will goes off to buy her a drink, and Julie does not watch. And I'm thinking, he's the killer. He could have just slipped a roofie in here, dragged her off, and he and his dad could have killed her right and then and there. Maybe that was their original plan. Who knows? That's point, possible. point is, watch your drinks, people. Yeah. Yeah, watch watch your drinks get made. You Anybody could slip a roofie in. Even if it wasn't Will, maybe he doesn't look for a second and somebody else slips a roofie in there. Yep. Just watch your drinks. I don't think this is going to be a rule or anything. Maybe eventually. Maybe but, eventually. I won't put uh, it in here because nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happens, nothing happens so, from this. Julie sees the fisherman who may or may not have been there. We never know. Yeah, I was going to ask about that whether or not he actually was. And now that now we're when we're talking about Will being the killer, it's definitely possible. Yeah, totally. Maybe their original plan was just like let's just roofie her here, drag her away, and kill her. And that didn't work, so they come Quick, up with dirty. this really elaborate plan. <laughs> this crazy <laughs> elaborate plan that has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. <laughs> Julie ends up leaving, she's, she's out. Julie hears weird noises again, but it's just Carla's shoes that are in the dryer, which pays off later, I guess. <laughs> it was the weirdest fucking... It was the weirdest payoff. <laughs> yeah, because what, what we note here is Carla loves the noise of shoes tumbling around the dryer. She's like, oh, I love that noise. It pays off, but like, what is happening? <laughs> the longest and most random payoff. It, and for everyone, no one else to be there but just her. It's, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. <laughs> Julie notes that her number is unlisted because her phone rings. And Carla says, oh, it's probably Ty. And she's like, my number's unlisted. And Carla's like, yeah, but we've been dating for three months and I gave it to him. He's, he's not a creep. Yo, she doesn't want her number given out. Don't do that. Yeah, it's a terrible move. Yeah. Especially with someone like Ty. Like, <laughs> He's probably not going to be a long-term boyfriend. <laughs> you can kind of tell. And Ty probably got, gave the number to Will. Which is how they got this whole plan to work in the first place. Yep. So don't give out people's numbers if they don't want that. Yeah. It's rude. But a radio station calls in, uh, and they're having a prize contest to a tropical resort in the Bahamas, like a weekend trip to stay at this resort in the Bahamas. And they need to say the capital of Brazil. And it's close, but they end up coming up with Rio de Janeiro. Josh, did you notice anything off with this? Did you know the capital of Brazil? I was trying to think, uh, and then when they said Rio de Janeiro, I'm like, I think that's right, but isn't it? It's not right, is it? It's not because it, they say that later. It's uh, Brasilia, is the capital of Brazil. Uh, I did not know this when I watched the movie either. But, really? But if you didn't, if you already knew that, and that's a thing people know. You know, that's like that's the thing people know. <sighs> like they they would immediately know something's wrong. It, it's it's just weird. It's weird writing. So yeah, they, they I'm looking it up. Yeah, B R because I I can't. <laughs> Sunny. It is Brasilia. Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, that's why. Rio de Janeiro was the country's capital between 1763 and 1960. So at one point, Rio de Janeiro was the capital, okay. but it was not anymore. Okay. That's something. Anybody who knows that would be like, well, they're wrong. But the radio host says, oh, and you got it right. You're going to the Bahamas. Which at that point, pick an easier question. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, Especially if it's like It's not the most well-known city in Brazil, or one of the most well-known cities, and they could probably check after the fact, or be like, oh wait, no, this wasn't the capital why they give us this trip. Yeah. Like, they're in Massachusetts, so ask what the capital of Massachusetts is, or something like that. Just the easiest question ever, so that they can't get it wrong, so that there's no question about it, and they just go on the trip, and you can kill them. Because, spoiler alert, Will is the guy on the phone pretending to be a radio host. Will is friends with Julie. Wilt knows Julie's interests. Pick something that Julie would know. Easy. Come on. And I know Carla's the one who picks up the phone, but she asks Julie the question. You know Julie's in the room. Yeah. So pick something, any topic. What is the capital of North Carolina? What is? Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. That's where Julie's from. Just pick something like that. It's dumb. Just one of the many things wrong. Yes. But anyway, they get four tickets to the tropical resort. Obviously, Carla and Julie are going. Ty's going to go as well. One more person. So Ray's back at work already. <laughs> doing his fisherman thing and he gets a phone call julie invites him on the trip ray is mad he's like oh so you go on a trip to the bahamas with your college friends instead of coming to visit me yo dude she has issues with this town you probably should too that's not the problem here ray what is wrong with you you a-hole going on a trip was not the issue uh it's literally just the town it's not you it's the town so i guess going back to the uh, the radio call was the, do you think that the original plan was for her, after they win, for her to take Ray so that they can just bombard him on the island together? That's a really good question because they take, Ray ends up not making it, yeah. which we'll get into, but Will comes with instead and they give him the fourth slot. So what would have happened if Ray had made it? I mean, I guess the fisherman's plan worked to stop Ray, but if Ray had somehow gotten there, what would Will Don just showed up like, hey, I decided to come too. I'll just join you. I paid for it myself. I don't know. It's not a great plan. It's really yeah. elaborate, but not well thought out. No. <laughs> just like the movie. <laughs> Ray ends up saying, like, I'll try and make it. i got to drive all the way up to Boston. i got a lot of work to do tonight. I'll try and make it. We'll see. Just You're going to the Bahamas, dude. Just go. Ray still sucks. Yeah, Ray, Ray's an idiot. So Ray's co-worker and buddy, Dave, who's played by John Hawks. He's just kind of a nothing character. This actor will end up being nominated for an Oscar later in his life. And he's just this, like two-scene role here it's kind of weird but dave's like dude go to the bahamas you idiot and i'll go with you i'll just hitch a ride with you i'll go hang out my buddies in boston when you go it'll be fun little road trip yeah Ray says he's gonna go he's about to call but dave's like no surprise your man just show up there i mean i guess that's a sweet thing to do it's a sweet thing but you should probably just call with a with a something like a big trip uh just call don't do surprises like that yeah, if it was something just like I'm gonna visit for the weekend, yeah. that's okay. Surprising. Yeah, only if you live in the next town over, that's cool. You're going on a trip to another country not again. <laughs> oh no, you're, I was thinking uh, you're you're going on another tr- like trip up to Boston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two you don't want two to wa- You don't want to walk back empty-handed again. Also, Ray has a ring. Yep, Ray is going to propose to Julie, and that he's got a ring. Which, if he already has a ring, like dude. Just go and propose in the Bahamas. What are you mad about? That's perfect. You know, maybe he had this big elaborate thing planned for in town, and he already like spent money on a parade or something. <laughs> and that's like, no, I, am I, gonna lose my deposit. <laughs> please come. That's the only thing I can think of. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's <a> deposit. <laughs> no, please. I wish I would have cut to that or something like, like that. That, oh, that would have been such a simple way to fix this movie a little bit. <laughs> that makes sense. Please come down here. Trust me, there's so much going on. <laughs> so they're on the road, they're driving up, middle of the night. They spot a car on the side of the road. There's a body lying in the street. Rule number one you're in a horror movie. You got to know you're in a horror movie. Yep. Here's what you do here because Ray's going to get out and check on this person. No, 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 no. You do not do this. I've read stories about this happening where it's a robbery. The mm-hmm. Good Samaritan stops and it's all set up to get robbed. Mm-hmm. No, you drive past and keep your head on a swivel. Rule number two constant vigilance. You keep your eye out, look around, make sure nobody's hiding in the woods to jump on your car, and you get around it very cautiously, and then you gun it to the next town, and you call the cops. You do not stop and help this. You never know if this is a trap. That is the correct move. So, you know what? I'm actually thinking this might be a a rule here. Don't be a good Samaritan. It happens quite a bit in movies. The good Samaritans, they stop and help, and they get themselves killed. Just keep on going. That I'm going to go ahead and say this is a rule. So, Ray approaches the body, and he eventually sees it's a mannequin. And he tries to warn Dave, like, there it's a trap of some kind, but the fisherman appears and hooks Dave in the neck, and Dave's dead. Dave, he did tell Ray to keep going. So, good on Dave, but Ray gets out of the car, and what do you do at this point? Just, I guess, keep your head on a swivel. So, I guess the only thing we could say for Dave is just constant vigilance. Yeah, there's I, I don't think there's much he could have done. No. Uh, I mean, it might have even been better for him to go with Ray up to the body. Yeah. That, then at least you have two people side by side. Uh, sure. Honestly, you probably still would have died. Probably. Um, you never know. I get wanting to keep one person in the car, though, just to protect it. But, again... Bring the it, car closer, then. Bring the car closer. This is this a bad plan. And yeah. Ray, good job. You got your buddy killed. Yep. All Ray's fault. This is all Ray's fault. So, the fisherman gets in the car... And starts chasing Ray down with the vehicle. And guess what? Ray violates another rule. Serpentine. Run. <laughs> from the from the previous film in the series, rule number 27, don't run in a straight line. Yeah, I think the only other time this rule has been used so far since its creation was the previous film. Try running a serpentine pattern. He's incapable of rapid Serpentine, everyone. Serpentine. Same series. Yeah, Ray, get off the road. Just get off the road. That's it. That's all i going to do. Yep. Go up the hill. Run away. You're like, ha you can't catch me up here. No, just <laughs> running straight down the road. And he gets lucky because a semi-truck comes by and he uses it to get out of the road. <laughs> the exact same thing that you could have done. Yep. So, I don't... Anyway, Ray falls down a hill and gets knocked out. Yep. And we don't really see what happens after that. Also, don't get why... Ben Willis didn't go after him. Yeah. Like, get out of the car. Yeah, Ben could have just, like, stopped the car and gone and killed. What? Yeah, really easily. Yeah, but that, that wouldn't make... have made sense for the movie because the movie doesn't make sense. Yeah, we, The movie's got to happen. We've got to follow the script. Ah, yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and this would be a rule for uh, Ben Willis. Rule number six, double tap. You got Ray out cold, just fucking kill him. Yeah, could have changed the entire... Uh situation at the end. And honestly, Ben should really learn from previous events here. Rule number 20 and one learned from previous events twice in the previous movie. Ben had the chance to kill Ray and just like knocked him out or threw him overboard or whatever and did not double tap. Guess what? He did it again. Pretty shitty killer. Yep. Killers are supposed to kill. Learn from past events, Ben. You're a lousy killer. So Carla invites Will to go in because Ray doesn't show up. So the four of them go off to the Bahamas. Hooray. So eventually they get to the island it's, it's very remote. There's only one ferry that takes people on or off. There's no real other way onto the island. Once we land on the island, we meet the Dock Hand, a guy named Derek. He's a Dock Hand. And that's about all we know about him. Fake Bahama yeah. accent. Yeah, he's got like a fake like a Jamaican. Caribbean accent yeah. to like try and pick up chicks. But he's just a regular American guy. Yeah. After he's out of earshot of everyone, he just talks like a regular dude. Yep. No accent. And then we also meet the pool boy, Titus. Who's played by Jack Black with dreadlocks? Very interesting. <laughs> Very obnoxious stoner trying to sell weed, and that's all he does. Our main characters are not interested. Uh, they check into the hotel, and we briefly see Olga, the cleaning lady, who has no personality. She's a cleaning lady. Yeah, I thought I, had, I thought there was going to be some more, some just more behind this, just because like, oh, she ignored them. Like, oh, is she? I, is there something weird going on with her? Nope. Yep. They ask her for assistance, and she completely ignores them and walks away. Good for her. I. That was focused on so much in the moment that I thought there was going to be more to it. And then finally, we meet Mr. Brooks, who is the manager. And he is played by the great Jeffrey Combs. Just a wonderful B-movie actor. And he's kind of a dick. He's very rude. Very rude. Um, and again, nothing really ended up happening with this. And I don't know if it was just because it was a bad movie. Or if it was more like, okay, they actually put like some thought and were trying to like deflect off of these people and be like oh like maybe he's involved maybe she's involved yeah, but i don't think so i think it was just this like these bad attitudes and just everything was just there they try and make this a whodunit like maybe it isn't ben the guy who's dressed up as a fisherman and has a hook maybe it isn't ben from the first movie it's like the worst whodunit ever if, if it truly was trying to be a whodunit they did a god-awful job at it. They're, like, trying to set up motivations, but, like, nothing works. Except, like, they try and say, well, this guy practices voodoo. Yeah. I what? I can't, I I can't, I, I don't believe that it was one. I feel like they were trying to. They were like, yeah, Scream yeah. did that. We'll do that. Even though it's the same killer from last time. But there's one more killer. It, it's bad. It's bad. But it wasn't super obvious that there's a second killer. Yep. Ugh. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so Mr. Brooks checks them in. He's just kind of an asshole. And he tells them that they are now in storm season. And everybody else, all the other guests, are leaving the hotel the same day. Uh, Because this is the start of storm season. A hurricane is coming in. This is the off season. There's only going to be like five people on staff. Which I think is just super funny. Like, to be fair, I don't think this would have made me leave the island. I think I still would have stayed there. Because they didn't mention that it was a hurricane. They just said storms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And be like... Hell, still, still a free vacation. I'm gonna hang out here for the week and make the best of it. Yeah, and they also missed the boat. Pretty sure Um, they there aren't any more boats for a few days, which they don't learn till later. So no fault here, but it's like, oh wow, that radio station kind of screwed us a little bit. That's shitty. Or maybe it was uh, that radio station got a really cheap vacation, and that's why they gave it away. Which (laughs) is, I think, would even be a valid reasoning. Yeah, sure. But it was never mentioned, so. There are no other guests in the hotel besides the four of them, and there's like five or six staff members, I think. Yeah, there's six staff members, including Mr. Brooks. He's an employee. We boy. met Derek Titus and no, Olga so far, and now Mr. Brooks. There's two more we haven't met yet. Yep. Which, we'll meet the concierge Estes, who's played by Bill Cobbs, kind of an older gentleman. Seems like he knows a thing or two. He's a little mysterious. Yep. He knows a thing or two about the And He's an older guy. He's been around for a while. Cut back to Ray, who's in the hospital, and he has told his story to the doctor, who has told the police, and filled him in, and they don't believe a word he says. And I think Ray must know it sounds ridiculous at this point, so he's like, I'm not even going to bother. He bails. Yeah, and it probably would have been better if he had followed rule number nine, be careful what you say, especially to the police. Yeah, see, that's one I actually, I thought about this, and I don't think I have too much of an issue with it, uh, because if you can get it right away, it's... It kind of... It, it does make sense. Now, little did Ray know that Ben did a really good job of cleaning up the scene, yep. but if you're just kind of saying it right away, I don't really have an issue with it, but good on Ray for realizing this ain't happening. Yeah, because he overhears the cop and the doctor talking about it, and they don't believe a word. they like, yeah, there was no body, there was no other car... Obviously, this guy just fell asleep at the wheel and crashed, and it's just making up stories. Yep. Ray's like, oh, shit. Well, that's not gonna. I don't need to get tied up in an investigation here. They don't believe me. I'm just going to go do this myself. Yep. Fair enough. Fine, Ray. So, he escaped to the hospital. Ty and Will, they meet Nancy, who's the bartender. This tough bartender lady. Not super <laughs> friendly, but that's about all we got for her. Yeah, I feel like there was a really good opportunity for her to just be developed more, but nope. She's, like, the longest lasting of the hotel staff, so we could have done something with her. Yeah. Even a, if it's during that karaoke scene, like, I don't know. Yeah, she's just another nothing character in a sea of nothing characters. Yep. Julie, Mrs. Ray, Carla is still trying to set her up with Will. and um, They decide to do some karaoke and drink. And Julie is singing the song, I Will Survive. And on the karaoke screen, the song lyrics disappear and the words come up, I still know what you did last summer. Did this actually happen or was this her just seeing things? <sighs> it must have actually happened. Well, because the lyrics stopped after that. Yeah, and then the lyrics went completely blank. Then the screen goes blank. Nobody else sees this besides Julie. Which, I mean, if I'm thinking of those karaoke machines, I don't think you can actually do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it maybe it was all in her head, but the fact that stuff's, like, I don't even know. The lyrics stopped showing up after that. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, It doesn't make sense because... Will didn't choose the song. Carla picked the song out. Yeah, so you'd have to know beforehand what song they were going to choose and then edit those, yep. if you can even do that with those old machines. This is 1998. I don't know. Maybe. But there was no opportunity for Will to change the machine or Ben. Neither one of them could have done this, so this makes no sense unless no. it's in Julie's head. Yeah. I, it, so I hope it's in Julie's head for the sake of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that makes any sense. So, Julie freaks out and goes back to her room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm liking this movie less as we talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and Nobody else saw this. Nobody else believes her. If you're Julie, do you go back to the room on your own? Or if I'm convinced, if I'm convinced that I saw those words, I don't think you can go back to your room alone. No. Yeah, she's like, guys, walk me back to my room, Carla, at the very least. Yeah. And just sit in your room all night, and just like calm yourself down. I don't know. But she has also been questioning her own insanity for watching, it, having these dreams. She's been seeing things, but you still have to, you still have to follow the rules. So a little PTSD. She gets back to her room. There's a note for her with her name on it. It's just says surprise, and then Will's behind her and scares her and knowing that will was a killer makes it a little funnier now. He was doing Yeah, it looking looking back on the it's it's funny because he he didn't need the exact handwriting of yep. what the other note was. So he knew he he's was doing strolling. that. He Yeah. Which is kind of funny, but he had a, he had some champagne and fl- a vase of flowers in his hands or some glasses and he drops everything, but then he's just so sweet. His hands are a rose. He's like, I like you. I'm I just want you to have a walk. good time. Yeah. Kind of the, the nice guy thing. Yeah. So I really I I really did not like this. But now after the fact, it's one of my favorite scenes, I think, because it doesn't make me hate it. Will is just trolling, and I can respect that. (laughs) As the killer, play with your food a little bit. (laughs) Play with your food. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, And honestly, that could probably end up being a rule. Just don't play with your food from the killer standpoint. Basically. So we cut down to the docks where we have our, our dock guy, Derek, securing a boat. He hears a weird noise. It's just Titus. Titus is smoking dope already. And Titus wants to go to the mainland to go to a party, but Derek's like, nah man, I'm just gonna put this boat away and I'm going to bed. Nope, not happened. So Titus leaves. It's the right move. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean there's a storm coming in, Derek's like no. Unless you just don't want to be trapped on the island during the storm. Like Yeah, but that's a good way to get yourself fired, I think. Uh yeah. Yes. Derek gets a rope wrapped around his leg and gets accidentally pulled into the water. Uh and he climbs back aboard and the fisherman, Ben, is standing right there and hooks him in the head. Derek had no chance. No. No. He had no reason to suspect he was in a horror movie. He was in a completely vulnerable position. And he there wasn't anything Derek could do. Yeah. And and it, I think it's completely reasonable that he thinks that that was Titus. Yep. That either either pushed him or hooked around his yep. uh, ankle. Yep. Yeah. There's no reason to suspect anything weird is happening. Rip. No. Sorry, Derek. Ripperoni pizza. Titus hears something, ignores it, and he probably just assumes it's Derek doing something. That's fair. Yep. So Titus walks off. Back on the mainland, Ray calls the hotel. No one answers because Mister Brooks is bad at his job. Yep, do your damn job, Mister Brooks. This is rule number three. Do your damn job. If you were the manager of the hotel, you know you should at least have a way for people to get a hold of you. If you're not in your office, maybe you're asleep. We don't really know where Mister Brooks is at this time, but maybe have like a phone connecting to your like like, transfer the calls into your your room Mm -hmm. so you can answer those calls or something. I don't know. Yeah, and it doesn't really excuse it, but. I feel like if I was in uh Mr. Brooks's position, it's the end of your busiest season and you're gonna be just chilling here alone basically the entire weekend, you're probably just done. Yeah. Like you're exhausted, I'm sure, and you just have like four guests how much trouble could they possibly be. Yeah. And then they start end up being no like nosy and everything. So sure, I I kinda get it, but at the same time it's technically rule Still your job. Yep. So cleaning lady Olga is doing rounds. Just kind of weird. Who does this at night? You don't you normally do this in the day. Yeah, I I don't believe this for a second. Yeah, doing her house cleaning, she grabs some sheets from her room and finds blood on them. And the door behind her opens, and the fisherman hooks her to death as well. Why was there blood on the sheets? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's no reason. That was the point. very first thing that I thought of. I'm like, where did this blood come from? I thought there was gonna be like a body under the sheets or something. I have no idea why there's blood kid, in this no. room. It makes no sense. But Olga had no chance. She sees the blood, turns around, hooked. Yep. Also no chance. Yep. Agree. Didn't even get to know she was in a horror movie really until it was too late. Rip. Rip. This movie's stupid. This is so stupid. <laughs> uh, Tyrell and Carla, they're in the jacuzzi. Titus shows up and scares them, cock blocking them a little bit. Yes. I, I thought that was funny. If, if you think that these people are being like obnoxious and you just don't really like them and you're alone as a pool boy and you're working and you probably don't want to be working... I think it's funny to just just screw with them so a little then, bit. Just hey, what's Plus, yeah. he's high. He's so high. Oh, oh yeah. So you're just like this is gonna be hilarious, <laughs> and then it's not. But whatever. and then Will joins them in the jacuzzi <laughs> and continues to clock block. and is completely oblivious. But now that we know Will's the killer, he was just trolling. Will, I'm liking Will more and more, just based on like yeah. th- like looking back on the movie after knowing that he's the killer. Because this also the same as the last scene with him. I thought that this was stupid because I'm like no one would actually act like this like you would at least be a little self-aware or at least like talk differently yep but no looking back on it it's funny he's trolling so hard (laughs) I I actually I like it a lot more now (laughs) (laughs) Julie is in her hotel room door's locked she's in the bathroom she hears a weird noise and goes back to look finds Derek's body in her closet alright there's no debating anymore Julie you're in a horror movie rule number one like, they, there's no more question. Yeah. You have... Uh, I think you could have said this a lot earlier, yep. but if you needed, like, a certain point, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the karaoke thing didn't do it, this does. Rule number one. Yeah. Uh, so, she grabs Will, Tyrell, Ty, Carla, and Mr. Brooks, and they all go to her room, and there's no sign of the body, and nobody believes a word she's saying. Nancy also stumbles in, is like, this up? She hears everything, too. It's stupid. I don't want to keep going back on hating on this movie. But I'm gonna keep going back and hating on this movie. Please, this doesn't make sense. How can you clean that up? No, you can't. Wait, what to take five minutes max to get everybody there and back? Yeah, sure. You can get the way, body maybe, out. Maybe like have a bag that you have with you and stuff the body in a bag and then drag him around so that there's no blood trailing. Sure, that might be that might be the only way. But realistically, logistically, there's no way to pull this off. No, no way. This is stupid. Whatever. But no one believes her. There's no boats coming in. Julie wants to leave, and Mr. Brooks like, yeah, there's no boats coming in in the next couple of days. This hurricane's coming through. Fuck off, basically, is Mr. Yeah. Brooks' attitude. And they have a radio for emergencies. They have a storm shelter, just in case. But the phones are now down. The phones have gone out. I have no issue with Mr. Brooks kind of being a dick here. Yeah, um, there's no evidence here. There's nothing. If, if he really did that good of a job of cleaning everything up, then I have no issue with it because... If I was in his position, be like, are you like, are you kidding me? There's there's literally nothing here to make me think that you're telling the truth. But at this point, she's specific. The doc guy, it was his body. Go you could, find yeah, Derek. Yeah, you could follow it up, and if she's persistent enough, which she needs to be more persistent yep. with this, if she really thought that she saw this, Julie, you need to be persistent and just go find this guy. You're on an island. Yep. He's not leaving. Go find wherever he's sleeping. Yeah, go to his room, just like knock on the door, like, hey, is anybody here? Great. Has anybody seen Derek? Huh? Olga's missing, too. That's weird. Where's Olga? The pieces were there. Yeah. They could have done this. It... I put faults on both Mr. Brooks and Julie for yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brooks, do your job. Yep. You, you're the manager. Manage. Yep. Yeah, Julie, got to be more pers- persistent. persistent. Yeah. You know, it's bad writing. The storm rolls in. It's a hurricane. Estes is up in his room doing voodoo. Yeah, I guess we didn't really... I didn't know that it was like voodoo or whatever. Yeah. Some weird ritual stuff. And basically he's stolen something from each of our four... People here and is trying to put a blessing on them. And this that's what we find out later. Trying to protect ends them. up being a blessing, but you think that it's more curse based. Yeah, it, it's very the tone behind it is very curse based, and I think I think that kind of pushes towards the notion that they were the writers were trying to go for a who done it more. Yeah, they're trying to put some suspicion on Estes and it's just like oh, we're gonna throw some random voodoo in here. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the whole that's my reaction to this whole movie. Whatever. whatever. Uh, so, Titus is smoking weed in his place. The fisherman just walks right up to him. Just doesn't even bother. And then slams his hook straight into Titus's hand. And then grabs a pair of garden shears and stabs him to death with him. Titus had no chance, either. Yeah, he had, no. The second he sees this guy, there's a hook in his hand. He can't do anything. Rip. I mean, you could... I'm trying to think of a scenario where he like defends himself with like the bong or something like that. that Just like hilarious. like hit him with the bong because it's glass. Sure. It'll, it can shatter. And so I guess we get throw a little bit of rule to seventeen, never give up. The next thing you try might work on time. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Hit him with a bong. Why not? Sure. You have he only hit one of your hands. Yep. You got you still got one more hand. You got the bong within reach, you do that. Maybe shard of glass will kill him. Who knows? Who knows? So we'll we'll give Titus rule number seventeen. There him. you go. That's it, though. <laughs> so, Ray goes to a pawn shop and sells his engagement ring for... for a gun and ammo. I want to know how much he actually bought the ring for. Because he's like, oh, like, it seemed like it was a pretty nice ring. And the guy at the pawn shop even said, like, oh, like it's a full carat. I, and I have no idea what diamonds yep. cost. I haven't looked at rings. Yep. There's no reason for me to look at rings. Same. But it seems like $200 or $300 is pretty low. Yes, indeed. I know they don't cost... That low of an amount. <laughs> but he gets a gun instead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ray, you got ripped off. Yeah, Ray, you got ripped off. But what do you do? Good for Ray. He's going to lock and load. Roll over five, lock and load. Yeah, he's taking it into his own hands here. Yep, yep. He, which is the, he's, the thing to do. He's on his way. He's going to make his way to the island and try and save the day. So Julie, Will, Ty, and Carl, they all wake up in the same bed and they all slept together. <laughs> and not in the fun way. <laughs> uh, the storm's still rolling through. The power's still down. And Ty's kind of being a dick and making fun of Julie. From his standpoint, I understand. Yeah, but don't be an asshole. Like, no. just you can, you drop can, it. You cannot believe her. Just don't don't be a dick. Yeah, because the others probably don't believe her either. Just let it go. Yeah, Carlo. I mean, Will definitely believes her. <laughs> Will definitely believes her. <laughs> so Will notices Estes is watching him. He and Ty, they're going to go try and find Titus. Get some like ping pong battles or something. But Will notices Estes is watching him kind of creepily. Carla and Julie go to the gym to work out, but Julie's not into it, so Carla's like, well, why don't you go tan instead? No, nope. you don't do this. You stay in your room with a weapon at this point, Julie. Why are you doing this? But Julie ends up getting in the tanning booth. She puts on music. Rule number two, constant vigilance if you think you're in a horror movie. Like, it's com- it's completely fine to put on music and, like, be just, like, in a tanning bed, all that stuff, in normal, everyday life. Actually, no, don't go in a tanning bed. <laughs> They're not good for you. <laughs> Nothing good has ever happened in a tanning bed. She thinks she's in a horror movie. She is in one. And she blocks out your hearing while in a tanning bed. You First of all, you shouldn't go in this tanning bed. But even if you are going to go in the tanning bed, no music on, like, I get the eye stuff just because you don't want to burn it, your yeah, eyes. Sure, sure. You need to be able to hear. No. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Here's the thing. Did listening to the music save her? Because if you think about it, If Ben would have come in and seen her in the tanning bed, he probably would have just killed her. Yep. But he saw that she was listening to music, not paying attention, so he was going for the long kill. Could be. And more of, like, a painful one. Could be. Interesting. Maybe listening to music saved her life. I don't know. It might be a little bit of a stretch. (laughs) Here's the other possibility. Ben kills everybody else. Julie's the only one left. Congratulations, you're stuck in a tanning bed. (laughs) That's, That's a well done. Rip don't do this. If, if you think you're in a horror movie on a deserted Island, just grab a weapon, wait for help. Stay in your room. Have a couple of exits just in case they set the building on fire during the, during the day. I'm okay with them being in like the gym. Yeah. Cause but, you're at least you're not alone in there. Sure. But they, again, they do split up here. Yes. And I guess, I guess it's fine for the others. Cause they think Julie's nuts and they know about her history and they have a good reason to suspect Like, yeah, she's kind of nuts, but seriously, uh, rule number 19, don't split up gang. Let's split up and look for clues. Julie, stick with Carla. And this kind of ends up being, to me, like the cardinal sin in the entire movie. Yeah, a lot of splitting up here. And it didn't it didn't come back to hurt them that much. Not so much. Um, but Almost. it just happened all the time. And that was the big problem with the first movie, too. Yeah. And so, again, don't learn from past mistakes. Rule number 21, learn from past events. You should have learned not to split up. It's Nothing good happens when you split up. Carla hears a weird noise. She's in the gym, she's working out, she hears a weird noise from the next room, and she goes in, it's laundry room. And this is that weird callback. There's the dryer's going. And she hears that weird thudding noise like shoes are in a dryer. She's like, Oh, well, it's in here. I'm gonna open it, I guess, for some reason, and Olga's body's inside. Yeah, why why even open this? Should be like, Oh, it's a dryer. Walk away. I'm assuming an employee is doing something with that and walk away. Yep. Great. But no, it's Olga's body. Carla, you're in a horror movie. Rule number one. Oh, one hundred percent. Cut to Ty and Will. They find Titus dead. Ty, rule number one: you're in a horror movie. Will already knew he was in a horror movie because he's the killer. But Ty, you're in one now. I did think it was kind of cool that they just did like the full reveal for everyone, like separately, but all at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of kind of nice. I, I did kind of like that too. And then the fisherman locks Julie in the tanning bed with the zip tie and turns the heat all the way up. Julie hears him leave, but she's trapped, so she starts screaming for help. And Will and Ty they they get Carla and they they break down the door and they manage to use a weight to break the handles off the uh, the tanning bed and get Julie out. Good. I hated this. I hate this was so stupid. I mean Ty's trying to like just brute force it. Okay, great. You can try that once or twice and then find something to break it. No, no. I I completely understand that. Turn down the bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the first thing when they ran in, the first thing I said is the dial is literally right there to turn it turn, off turn it off yeah and then you can take he it didn't down. break the the dial or anything but they they break the handles off she's out it's a mood point but yeah that's a good point i didn't even think it, about it, that honestly this, it 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 was one of the le- my least favorite parts of the movie and there's a lot of things i don't like this was one of my least favorite parts <laughs> so the group goes to find mr brooks and he's dead in his office we don't have anything to work with here we got nothing. To I'm gonna go ahead and assume that he had no chance. Yeah. Um. Maybe if he follows through and yeah. go looks for Derek. But so really, it's just Mr. Brooks needed to do your job. Yeah. And that's all we have for it. Rule number three: Do your damn job. So there's a little bit maybe that he could done. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So Mr. Brooks is dead, and that's just unfortunate. But uh, the radio's also destroyed. So they go down to the docks. They're gonna grab a boat now. All the boats are gone. They've been cut loose. Julie explains her backstory, and this really, very, very, very well acted and scene it's not well acted at all pretty bad i thought it was okay Uh, i thought it was really sloppy and just like okay here's the exposition scene so she explains like yeah ben never like they kind of knew the story but they didn't know ben was still alive they they, they never found ben's body and everybody gets mad at her also why don't you just tell them this from the start just yeah they never found the body so (laughs) if you see anything weird tell me yeah please so ty doesn't buy that it's it's ben He's like, it's Estes, the creepy guy. It's got to be Estes. We haven't seen him in a while. And Will agrees with Ty because he's the killer. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah sure. <laughs> let's sure, let's go down this route. Sure, I'm cool with this. And good for Ty, he grabs a crowbar. Yeah. And it's like, lock and load, rule number five, lock and load, you're in a horror movie. Time yep. to arm up. He's, w- which he is the only one who does. Yep. So, Julie, Julie you fucking suck. So, Ray is now on a bus heading down to, I would assume, like Miami or something. Somewhere out near the Bahamas. I think it said Miami on the bus. Did it? I missed that. Yeah. So, yeah, he's on a bus to Miami. He's in a lot of pain. Takes some painkillers, which just doesn't matter at all. This this was also really stupid. They could have just shown the bus, shown that it was going to Miami, shown him sitting in the bus, looking out the window or something at the rain. And so we have a scene of him taking painkillers. And then a, an old lady seeing him and just being like, oh, that's weird. This doesn't have anything to do with anything. This nope. doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Doesn't pay off. Nothing. Literally nothing. So the group goes into ST's place, and they find all the voodoo crap. Ty's even more convinced. They find the objects that went missing from all of them. Yada, yada. I can't blame Ty at the same time. Yeah, that's... <sighs> maybe be a little more open-minded about it. Uh, yeah. Like, once you see all these dead bodies. Rule number 24, trust no one. At this point, anybody could be a suspect. You know, it's a fair point. Maybe Julie has snapped. She went through a traumatic experience. It's possible she snapped. Esty's... A little bit weird that he's got, they stole some of their stuff. Maybe he's the killer. Maybe it's Ben Willis, this fisherman. Could be any of them. Don't trust anybody. Who knows? It could even be Will Benson. Oh my god, what if Will's the killer? There's no evidence to suggest such a thing, but it's possible. <laughs> Why, wait, his last name's Benson. Maybe he's <laughs> Benson. Oh my god. I the case. Oh <laughs> my god. So yeah, just don't trust anybody at this point. Grab a weapon and be on your guard. It's not that hard <laughs> they decide to collect items and weapons, and they split up to do so. Rule number 19, don't split up, gang. So the boys go off on their own, and the girls go off on their own. It's amazing how many times I have the words split up yep. written down. Just don't do it. It's, it's bad. So the power goes out, and Julie sees a globe spinning for some reason. I have no idea why this globe was spinning, but there's a globe spinning. And she looks at Brazil and sees that the capital of it is actually Brasília, not Rio. Realizes this was all a setup. Yeah. And then Estes appears from behind the bar. <laughs> just kind of pox spooky. Pokes his setup. Like, he's so spooky. Like, why is he doing <laughs> this? This is so weird. And I mean, I, I think it's a good reveal of like, oh, this was a setup, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's a good way of doing it. Sure, but sure. what's What's happening, though? Have, have him walk in or something and then just... Have the globe literally sit there. Don't have it spinning. Why was or, or maybe have, have Estes walk in and like point to the globe or something like that. Be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like. Yeah, here's a cool idea. Julie rounds the corner and sees Estes kind of standing there, sitting there creepily. Because he's still a suspect, right? Yep. He's spinning the globe. That's a weird image. Why is he spinning the globe? And they approach him slowly, like, what are you doing? He stops it perfectly and points at Brazil. You got your question wrong, or something like that. Yeah, because they they talked to him already about this when they they first checked in. They told him like, "Yeah, we got the correct answer. We said it was Rio. We got to come out here." And maybe he doesn't know it, so that's that's fine. That he doesn't like. Oh, that's not what it was. (laughs) But he looks. He knows now, and he's like, "You got your question wrong." There's such a better way to do this, and there's a lot of better things to do it with this movie. But you know, I say this isn't a review podcast, but when it. Conflicts with the logic of the story. We're trying to piece together why people are doing, making certain decisions and doing things, and why, and when this, the movie's bad enough to like mess that up, that's when we have to start complaining. Like, what is happening? And I think you're going to get it a lot more with bad movies than sure. good movies because it's like, oh, this was really good because of this, this, this. Well, it, has, it doesn't really have anything to do with the rules. Sure. But when it's when you can just rag on the movie like this and kind of like pick at plot holes and say like, this was this could have all been solved. By making more yep. sense in the writing, like <laughs> just just logic gaps, we gotta we gotta we yeah. gotta point them out, yeah. So, Julie, like they scream when Estes shows up, and he uh, Ty and Will show up, show up to protect them from Estes, and he's like, No, I stole these items to protect you guys, I promise. And then he says, Ben Willis used to work at the hotel, and I had actually forgotten about this twist, and that, and that makes this make a little bit more sense of why this hotel was picked because I thought it was completely random. But, well I mean but at the same time it's kind of convenient. It's a little convenient, but sure. It's enough. I guess for like why this island. Okay, Ben used to work here. He knows the why ins did and he out of the work island. here? How did he work here? Who this knows? is in another country. Who cares? There's plenty of Americans here. It's it's enough. It's enough. They're from Carolina, North Carolina. well Ben isn't necessarily. I guess. Yeah, we never know that so i'll let it pass (laughs) so basically estes says ben willis used to work on the island and estes has caught glimpses of him over the last few days and him being back thanks for mentioning it great (laughs) should have said something earlier ray gets to the the captain of the boat ferry that they used to get out to the island in the first place and he's like i need to get out to the the island and he's like no there's a storm and ray pulls out a gun he's like nope i'm I'm going out to the island. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Bye. And, you know, at least Ray knows what he's doing with boats. Yeah, I was going to mention, like, there's no way that you'd be able to do this in the storm. You don't know how to drive this completely different boat. But then I remember that he's a fisherman, fisherman, so so he probably knows. I'll let it pass. So Estes leads the gang out into the woods and kind of explains the backstory. Ben, his wife, and two kids, a boy and a girl, lived on the island. This should have been a a tip-off for people listening but yeah when people watch the movie like oh, we, we've never heard about his son before maybe it's Will Ben's son <laughs> <laughs> wait who's son <laughs> and his wife ended up dead got murdered apparently and the rumor was she was cheating on him maybe Ben did it Ben totally did it but they Ben fled the island with his kids Before anything could happen. So they get to a graveyard on the island, and Ben's wife Sarah is buried there. And there's an open grave next to it with Julie's name graffitied all over it. Estes disappears, and we get that great move from Julie where she just like twirls around in a circle and screams out. And it wasn't the fantastic line of, What are you waiting for, huh? It was just some other BS. It was a nice callback on nice. that. <laughs> I love that. Julie just loses it and yells at things. It's great. I left. Will notices Estes is gone, and he decides to go off and find him on his own. Also, why did Estes leave? Yeah, I guess he was trying to escape the island. I, uh, this, uh, I, I don't get it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, Ty, Carla, and Julie, go. they go to the kitchen. They grab some knives. Hallelujah. Rule number five, lock and load. It took you so long. way too long, but you got them. I can't even say good job for locking and loading. I, I can't. Okay, but they did. They finally they did. They finally did. I n- never found out what happened to Ty's crowbar. just kind of disappears. Yep, along with other things. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> Ty actually gives her a pep talk. It's like, okay, he believes her now. He's on her side. Okay, he's trying to like you know build that relationship back up. That's something, character-wise. And they decide to go to the pantry to get some food there, because Ty's hungry. All right. I, I feel like it. most people wouldn't be hungry at a time like this, but... Sure. A lot of people wouldn't be horny at the time like this. You yeah. so. got weapons. Okay, fine. So Estes is putting a boat into the water, like a little canoe. That's a horrible idea. That's a storm out there. It's not just a storm. It's a hurricane. What are you going to do with that? This dude's old enough to know. And if he's from the I like, if he lives here, like, he should know the power of these storms. Yeah, for real. Like, you will make it two minutes out there. And then you will capsize and drown and die. Yep. Rip. Will approaches him, and it's like, hey, what are you doing? And Estes is like, oh, this ride isn't for you, and knocks him out. Well, I don't think anybody wanted to go in your boat anyway, because you're going to sink and die, so I don't, I mean, great. Or we think that he knocks him out. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't actually knock him out. It it, it doesn't make sense. I also was just confused by this. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. So it's sometimes. a nice, like, deflection, like, on yeah. the movie's part, but then after the fact... So maybe if you were suspicious of Will... Like, oh, he just got knocked out. He's clearly not involved. Or if you all of a sudden didn't suspect Estes, now you suspect him again. Yeah, it's like the laziest. Ooh, suspicious. Who done it? It's so bad. So Ty, Carl, and Julie, they go into the pantry. They hear a noise inside, and they're ready to attack. They have their knives ready. Great. Cool. They open it up. It's Rat and Nancy and hits Ty with a rolling pin. (laughs) I'm glad Nancy's also locked and loaded at this point. We haven't seen her in a while. So she's armed up with a rolling pin, but it's something. I... There I mean, I'll give. It, I'll, there were knives literally everywhere. Yeah, there were, were knives, knives everywhere. There yep. were so many. Other, yeah, okay, get a knife. Yeah, have a knife and a rolling pin. Sure. By all means. Double, dual wield. Sure. So anyway, Ray's on the boat and he's radioing for help. And I guess he does get help. He eventually. We don't see him. Um, calling yeah, the it coast seems card. like it cuts out. Yeah. But but it, the coast guard shows up at the end of the movie. So he got through. So great, you called for help. You got you got backup on the way. So that's something. That's a rule, right? It, it's the rule is wait for backup. But I can allow... In this instance, Ray is trying to save... I think it kind of just falls under that rule. Yeah, it, it, technically this would be rule 12, wait for backup. Great. But Ray also is trying to save the woman he loves. He wants to marry her. And he's kind of just... He's prepping for, for the future. Yep. And so, you know, I don't I don't hold it against him for going onto this island because the woman you want to marry is on the island and you're trying to save her. Great. But he, I do appreciate that he had the, the, the forethought to call back up. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come to the island. I'm going to be there already. But, you know, at least get help on the way. If yep. you're, you're going to go into the killer's den, yep. get help on the way at the very least. So we can get there as fast as possible. Yeah. They also took forever. Yes. I mean, I know they they obviously waited until the end of the storm. But yeah, sure. So Julie, Carla, Ty, and Nancy, they're all in the kitchen. And killer, turns out, is hiding in the vent above the stove, drops down, and puts a hook through Ty's neck, which caught you off guard, I'm pretty sure. It caught me. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, Ty gets killed right in the middle of like a speech about how hungry and horny he is and miserable. <laughs> I figured it would have ended up being like, oh, they just get killed like one by one while they're on their own, or like in pairs or something Look, like that. Group of four. That's, that's that's a bold move. Bold move. I don't like the move by yeah. the killer. But Ben, he, this is, would have been a great spot for everybody to just gang up on him with their knives yeah. and just stabby stab instead yeah. of running away. Maybe maybe if you had, like, a machete or, like, like Freddy Krueger hands or something like yeah. that where you can, like, actually, like, do some damage to multiple people, but a hook one that hook. you have to hit specifically in, like, one direction for yep. it to, like, do damage. Yep. Don't like the move, Ben. Now, if you're going to do this, you went for the strongest one. Good. It's then we take out the strongest. That's the best move. This is a bold move, and it worked out for you, but you shouldn't have done this. And it... The only reason it worked out is because everyone ran. Yeah. While holding knives. Yeah. Um. Boy. This is your chance. Attack. Yeah. yeah. This is rule number 22. Take the shot. Take the shot. Go on mm. the offensive. You have the numbers advantage. You have the killer right there. Just do it. All of you going, yeah, you might get hurt, but odds are... Better than dead. Yeah. You, you can survive this right here, right now. Rule number 22. Julie, Carla, Nancy, take the shot. As for Ty... His real only sin was constant vigilance. Yeah. Uh, everything else that he had broken up till this point, which he did mm-hmm. break a lot of stuff, uh, didn't end up mattering. Yeah. The, you know, he he was locked and loaded. He was ready to go. He just yeah. wasn't paying attention to a stove seam vent. You're not going to pay attention to that. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything about kitchens. I don't think I would have paid attention to that either. So I'm not going to kill him too much for this. <laughs> You know, it's it's one of the it's definitely a constitutional violation, but it's like the least offensive one. Yeah, he made rule violations, but the only one that mattered was pretty minor. Yeah. Okay, moving on. So the girls they run upstairs with Ben in pursuit. They manage to get into the attic and lock the door behind them. Ben's trying to hack his way through with this hook, and the girls they're trying to get across the attic by using the beams because it's not a very thick attic floor. Mm-hmm. But Ben eventually gets up there, and as uh, Carla and, gets stuck, and Julia sees where where they are yeah they are above the her bedroom so Mm -hmm. the bed below them so she knows that you can look right into her bedroom so he was probably he could probably see her all the time yeah probably and maybe that's how he hid derek's body and just pulled it straight up to the ceiling somehow i don't know maybe there's a way to do it maybe that'd make me feel a little bit better about it but we weren't shown any of that no it's just a possibility (laughs) Trying to make this movie make a little more sense. Yeah. Trying. The Carla gets free and the fisherman approaches her and he swings her with the hook. And she blocks it like a boss, I will say. She mm-hmm. just catches it. They lose their bounce and they fall through the floor. And they end up in the master bedroom or the bedroom below. And Carla escapes the room, jumps over a balcony onto the roof of a greenhouse. And ends up falling through that as well. I like all of this for the most part. It, like, you got away. Great. It's fine. I'm going to go back to saying they had knives at one point. Yep, they should have if they don't have them, they should have held on to them. Yep. Or so, done something to fight back Yeah, at this point Carla and Nancy don't have their You guys you anymore. guys have the advantage. You, you do. you're up you're upstairs. He's climbing up. Yeah. Kick yeah. him, stab him. That's do a good something. point. Yeah, is he's climbing up the ladder? Yeah, maybe wait for sit, him to break through. Stab him. Sit on the thing <laughs> on on the uh on the lock door or whatever. No, this is a good point. Uh, you know, rule number 22, take the shot. You have plenty of opportunities here. Yeah. You have to just do it. You know, as he's breaking through the attic door, boom! He's through. stabbing the head. Great, but somewhere along the line, Nancy and Carla both lose their knives here. Too. I, I, I think from the point of Ty getting killed to her falling through the attic floor was probably it, it might have been the most frustrating sequence of the movie for me. Yeah, because it, it's it's a nice it's a nice chase scene, sure, uh, and that's all that's all good and dandy, but. They should have had their knives the entire time. Like, you just found them. You should fight back. You have the number advantage because I still think that this is a pretty crappy killer. Yep. Because he has a hook. He can only take down one of you at a time and it takes a while and it takes a good shot to get you. You can easily over... You should be able to easily overpower him with three people. Even yep. if you're three small people, Yep. you and should still be able to take him even without weapons, honestly. And especially because he's missing a hand. He's got a hook for a hand now. Yeah. He's got one hand to do stuff with. Even if you don't have those knives anymore, I think you would stand a reasonable chance. Two of you Just pin his you arms three. down, and the third person stomps the head in. Yeah. Honestly, you could take him. And so this is this is a good point. So take the shot, yeah. damn it. So anyway, Carla is in the greenhouse. The door is locked. Nancy and Julie arrive, and they're trying to get the door open. Ben opens the other door, and he's coming forward, taking his sweet-ass time to do it. But Julie ends up using a fire axe to break the window and get her out. Julie has a fire axe. Great. Okay. Cool. Don't. don't awesome. Don't lose that. She still has her knife she, too. She had a chance also. Again, take the shot. Yep. He was right there at the door. She she looked. She has the axe up and then turns and runs. Hide around the corner. Wait for him to break the door I down. I don't think you need to hide around the corner. He was right there. You could just smack him through. That's a long axe. Sure. sure. Hit him in the arm. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Take the even shot. If you're, even if you're not going to kill him wound him we're gonna have a tough fucking time when we get to the randy meeks merit badge so the girls they they had in a storm shelter and they find like all the bodies again they already found them earlier but now they're all in the storm shelter for some reason (laughs) yeah first of all how'd they move them all why did Uh, they move them all why did they move them all and why did they need to pretend like this was another reveal like they know that all these people were dead yeah we found these bodies there's no new bodies in here no we've seen all these and will opens the door he's armed with a board so you think he's locked and loaded but again, Will is the killer. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and so he takes him out of the storm structure. He's like, Yeah, come with me. It's and this like- was kind of the this was kind of the point where I I didn't I didn't like I wasn't like, Oh, he's he's obviously working with the killer, he's the killer. But I was kinda of just like you know what, like, this is a possibility. It was the first time that I kind of thought of it as a possibility, just because I'm like, this is very convenient. (laughs) And I I noticed something. So Will's like, here, I'll take the axe, and takes the action, Julie, and he's like leading them, you know, he's the big strong man with the fire axe, and he's like, yeah, last time I saw the fisherman was on the beach. And then he tossed the axe to the side, I don't know if you saw So let's go inside, yeah, let's go inside, we don't need this, and he just casually tosses it aside. Oh, Will. Oh, Will. <laughs> Good move by him. Yeah. He tosses the axe aside, and then he... When I realized that he was the killer before he said it, was because he said it twice. What he said was, No, no, you don't have to worry about him. He's gone now. Okay. How do you know? Yeah. Will, are you working with the killer or something? Yeah. Will Benson? You know, I, I don't hate Julie giving up the axe, because she had a knife as well, and yes, if Will's on your side, he'd probably do more damage with the axe fine and you, you do have another weapon so i don't hate that but will's not on your but side But would you rather give it to him instead of nancy seemed pretty strong uh you already saw what carla was doing in the gym you know that she's strong i guess i guess i think that you could just as easily give it to one of them no they will not do as much damage but again this is a pretty weak killer and, but we, we have no reason to not trust Will at this point, even though we can't trust Will, but I we, suppose. we, we there's no evidence to like, trust say, no one, trust no one, rule 24, trust no one. Damn you it. hoard all the weapons for yourself. Oh, oh God. I suppose. I suppose. If you spread the love on the weapons, it gives you a better chance of survival. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Julie tells Nancy and Carla to go get the first aid kit and they go, they leave. So Julie's trying to treat Will. She's like, I can't find like a wound. There's so much blood on you, but I can't find the wound. And he's like, yeah, it's not my blood what says <laughs> a smirk grin on his face yeah, it's not my blood oh no Will's the killer and he does his radio host voice <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> I think has slowly become my favorite part of this movie no wait he's my favorite part of the movie I, I think so Yeah. I, mainly because there's no other favorite part that oh, comes yeah. in second Yep. <laughs> so Nancy and Carla they find the first aid kit and Estes appears and he's got a harpoon through his gut so, and he ends up falling on top of Nancy like she tries to like catch him but he collapses on top of her and pins her down and that's just bad luck because then Ben walks in and finishes them both off with a harpoon, which I, I mean, I kind of understand like the dude, he was a pretty big dude. Like yep. he was pretty tall. He's tall. I think you might have been able to flip him over, but I mean, dead weight is still like, I mean, yes, actually dead weight, but like know. in general, dead weight is kind of hard to move, yep. especially when it's not just like, uh, like a rigid weight, like a, like a table yep. or something. My problem with this is, how did he get into this house (laughs) with with a a harpoon? harpoon. It had to have happened down by the beach or something, right? Yeah. uh, I just wish this was explained a little bit more. This makes no sense. No. How does he get from the beach trying to leave in a boat? Because he must have been attacked by Ben and Will there. And that's the thing. I don't know. Like, Will didn't have any scratches on him. So when you saw him turn to hit Will, he obviously missed. Or Will got him first or something. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and but Will didn't have a harpoon, so the harpoon had to have happened by you. You have to think by Ben at some point, which means that maybe, maybe Estes was on his way back up and got hit with a harpoon. But why I don't would know. he be on his way back up when he was trying to leave in a boat? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I, I really just don't know. So we get we lose Estes and Nancy here. I don't know Estes' constant vigilance. I guess I feel like there's got to be something that he could have done better. But I don't know what. I mean, don't try to go out in a tiny-ass canoe in a hurricane. Yeah, and I guess that may be a way to distract you putting the boat in and maybe you don't see Ben coming with a harpoon. I don't know. We don't see enough to be able to say for sure. And then Nancy, you know, she tries to catch him and then it falls on her and she gets stabbed to death. I don't know. Don't be a good Samaritan. Just let him fall (laughs) to the ground. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to go... It feels like she should have, but I don't think Nancy had a chance. And yeah. for St's, maybe a combination of constant vigilance along with don't split up. He could have sure. stayed with the group. Sure, like there's, sure. These are younger, stronger people than you, most likely. I don't know how strong he is. And then, yeah. And then, I guess, don't split up for Nancy as well. Because she and Carla split up from Julie and Will for yeah. no real reason. Like, they could have all just got to get the first aid kit together. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason for them to do that. <laughs> I've been like, all right, let's not sit down. Like, okay, yeah, so yeah, we got we got some rule nineteen. Don't split up gang for both of them, and that's about all I got for Nancy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else. I don't know, and I don't think there's anything like even aside from like the rules that we already have. I don't think there's a new rule here at all. No, no, this is just a weird one. Yeah, it would help if we knew what Estes was doing. I think absolutely, but we don't. Whatever. <laughs> So Estes uh, and Nancy are dead. Ben throws Carla through like a window or like a, a small wall, and like leaves her there for no reason. Carla should have been dead here, and she has. Yeah, no... we, I mean, and we we see it later on, like it's just like oh, he's here, and I like I remember seeing that, being like oh wow, that was quick, and we didn't see what happened to Carla. happened to Carla? And she lives, and has no bearing on the plot. It's like, but well, why did she live? Why didn't you kill her off too? What I think should have happened is I think that Carla would have been better to be killed underneath Estes and then Nancy lived. Sure. I like Nancy more. I don't give a crap either way. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. And if, he, and if care. he did have a third movie, I think that Nancy would have been a good character in it. Ah, okay, sure. Why not? Ugh, stupid. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm this is uh, I, I hate trying to make excuses or reasonings for movies, but I'm trying. <laughs> but Ben doesn't kill Carla for no good reason; he just leaves her there. Double tap, but even that case doesn't matter because Carla does no bearing on the rest of the plot. She it's, just lives. it's just at the end of just like, hey, I'm alive. Hey guys, I'm still fine. I mean, that'd be great if it was a fan favorite com- comedic relief character like Jack Black or something, <laughs> or uh, or Dewey, yeah. or like Dewey's fine, <laughs> yeah, you know, a character where we all love. Somehow, miraculously, lives again. Who cares about Carla? No, ugh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> still, Will drags Julie into the woods, and Julie still has a knife, and she she cuts him with it. But then Will somehow gets the knife away from her. It was very quick. I mean, isn't there a rule <laughs> like uh, hang on to your weapon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rule don't leave f- your weapon behind. Seven, don't leave your weapon behind. Don't let the uh, the bad guy take the weapon. Same thing. Same thing. Hold on your weapons. Firmly grasp it. Good for you. You took your shot, kind of. You Take a better shot. Yeah, you just um, kind of cut his arm. Cutting his arm, like, I feel like you have a good enough position to Gut. Stab, his, stab his neck. Gut, neck, anything else. Yeah. I mean, okay, you got a slice in your arm. That's great. Go for the eyes. Yeah. I, <sighs> and I guess that's a subset of that rule. Take your shot. Make the Make the shot count. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm so exasperated. I, I'm getting I'm exhausted. Yeah, being, this is being exhausting. mad at this movie. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. But Will finally the greatest line ever. Will Benson. Julie's asking like, why did you do this? Think about it. Will Benson. I'm Ben's son. God fucking <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and it was like, and it was, it was also like the tone of the scene. <laughs> they, it, they didn't set it up as being like funny or anything. It was set up as just like, oh my gosh what (laughs) yeah yeah that's all yep that's all folks all right uh so ben arrives they're all at the graveyard they're gonna kill julie but ray finally shows up he's got a gun pointed at him and Ray. great timing (laughs) great timing ray pulls the trigger on ben the gun doesn't work for some reason we don't know why he even had the pawn shop guy load it yep like they he specifically said can you load it for me is there maybe there was a dud bullet i know that's the thing like, that's the only thing that makes any sense, because it wasn't like the safety was off. No. You you saw it click. Yep. Didn't fire. Dud bullet, I guess. Bad luck. That's the only thing I that guess. makes any sense. I guess. I'll say it now, even though I was going to wait, but shortly after, Julie is able to fire the gun. Yeah, yep. She can fire the gun. So, dud bullet is the only thing that I, makes sense. I mean, what I wrote down, Julie, gun, how, because <laughs> I did, other than a, a dud, it does not make sense for Ray. Fire more than one shot, just yeah. in case. Anyways. Yeah, try again. Fire again. He the- just, like, freezes up. And, and I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I can see, like, where, why you would freeze. Just like, like, oh shit, what now? And credit to Will, he kind of takes action here. He, he tackles, and so we have a fight between Ben and Ray, or no, Will and Ray, and then Ben and Julie are fighting, too. And basically, Will kicks Ray's ass and kind of, like, holds him up. This is stupid, too. Like, the, Ray is, like, stunned because he'd been beaten so bad and will picks him up and his dad ben is gonna hook him He's like what do you want me to do dad Stern him up and ben comes charging in for a hook and ray punches will and ducks out of the way and ben somehow hooks his son still to death. yeah so adding to the list of things that don't make sense here yep uh in this entire movie Take your shot. Don't don't do this. Don't like try and go for the the uh, like a labrador. Don't be dramatic. Yeah. Uh, there's no time for dramatics. Just kill him. And at the same time, don't. There's there's no re- need to take a running shot at no. him. You have a hook. You can walk up to him and then just hook him. Yep. In the wherever the hell you want to hook him, you don't need to run. And then even after that. I feel like you'd be able to react enough. Yep. Like, oh no. Seeing, seeing him get hit, even if it's as you're swinging, just hold up a little bit. Maybe you scrape your son with the hook. You, you don't, don't kill stab him. him and have the hook go all the way through his, into his chest. I, I don't get it. So as for Will, he was a menace. He murdered people. Rule number four, don't be a menace. <laughs> that's that's kind of standard for when you're near when you're the killer of the movie. Yep. And I don't even know what to call this other thing. i I guess just just take your shot when you have it yeah and i i mean i get like this has probably been your dad's plan the entire time yep so maybe you want to make sure it's done right and the way that he wants it to so it's like oh dad what do you want me to do with him stand him up okay this works you're gonna walk over and and stab him right oh you're running (laughs) oh oh fuck i just got hooked but rule number 22 take the shot don't go for these dramatic things yeah you know, it's kind of it goes along with our, uh, a little bit of rule number twenty-nine: no half measures. But their measure was still to kill him. Don't go for the dramatic James Bond moment. You know, don't be a James Bond villain kind of thing. Just kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the time to, the, the time for the the monologue and the James Bond is basically what Julia was trying to get him to do, and just like talk about it as you're walking out. Yeah, like as you're getting to the point where you want to kill him. Get him. I, I, I get that you want to do it out there. I guess that's fine. You could have easily just killed them and then brought them out. But you wanted to be dramatic about it. I, I guess. Bring everything full circle. So, but once you're out there, just kill them. Just kill them. It's, it's stupid. And then Julie gets a hold of the gun. Somehow. Somehow picks it up off the ground and shoots Ben five times or whatever it is. And he falls in the grave. Great. You didn't waste any bullets. Five shots. But cut his head off when you're all said and done. Like double tap.
1: I mean, yeah, the,
0: you're, you're in a horror movie. You, you don't know if this is a supernatural horror movie. Yeah, this guy's already come back from getting his hand cut off and dumped in the ocean. He, no, this guy's come back from the dead twice. Yeah, cut his head off. Cut his head off. Rule number six, double tap. Another knock on Ben. He's the one, I think, that had, had Julie. He just let her go in order to run at what's-his-face. These are lousy Ray. killers. Ben and Will are not great killers. So it'd, be, it'd also be interesting to go back and count the amount of bullets that are shot cuz yeah. she cuz she she tried yep. she uh, she tried to shoot more and she wasn't able to yep. so if there were only 5 that shot one then you know one was at done one was and a that done. was the reasoning that's a, that's a good thing but know. if if 6 were shot if 6 yeah. bullets end up being shot do you want to go back and check i'm going to be very mad at it do you want to go back and check yeah okay so we just went back and checked on the status of the gun and the bullets used had to had to rewind Yep. just to make sure. So to, to, to clarify, Ray, when he went to the pawn shop, he bought a six-shot revolver. Julie shot eight times. Eight. Eight. It makes no sense. Where was the dud bullet? This doesn't make any sense. Why did the bullet not work for Ray, then it worked for Julie? Eight shots. How do you fit eight shots into a gun with six bullets without reloading? And definitely didn't reload. What? It was all in succession. This movie makes no sense, and this is stupid. This... What little respect I had for this movie, and the only respect I had basically came from my enjoyment, talking back about Will's character. Yes. And that's about it. Yep. This just buried it. Completely buried the movie. Oh, you get that wrong. Six shots are fine. Five! Five, and then it it makes sense. I mean, five is excessive for dramatic effect. You're good. You're good. This makes no sense. This is so stupid. Fuck this movie. This is, And this, this is movie. just bad, uh, pro- I don't know, production? This is bad writing. This is bad editing. This is bad direction. How do you not notice this? This is bad everything. No one, out of that entire casting crew, no one said anything. And if someone said something, it's even worse. But, like, in eh, case people see it anyway, we'll make our money back. That's what happened, probably. You could literally just cut it out, though. Editing. Yeah. It would take a second. It would take, yeah. like, three seconds to cut that. Uh, it's, ugh. Oh. God. But yeah, even worse, this, this movie took up even more of our time going Yeah. Rewind. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway... fails to double tap Ben. So it's unclear if Ben dies here or not. I don't know. Because he comes back at the end. But it's literally the same kind of like sequence yeah. as... Not, not sequence, but like this, the same kind of thing as the first movie that we ended up learning was a dream, so you can't take it seriously. Okay, well here's what we know. Third movie is completely nothing so technically we don't know the fate of julie or ray right because the third movie isn't it's not about them so So if another movie has not been made and will not be made with these characters we have to assume that wasn't a dream sequence correct okay so ben is not dead Ben didn't die here. Can we go with like scenarios A and B? Sure. uh, And just uh, tossing out the idea that Ben is dead. Did he do anything wrong? He was a menace. (laughs) What? Obviously (laughs) never. And then he didn't pay enough attention to Julie. He lost his focus on Julie. Let her get to the gun. Did you got? He got too focused on killing Ray. Ray ran and tried to stab 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 your your own son. son. So, it's mostly just don't be a benison and constant vigilance for Ben. But just on a really high level. Yeah. So, that's if he died. But I'm going to assume Ben lived. But he didn't. Okay. Somehow. So, the next morning, Ray and Julie, they return to the hotel as the Coast Guard arrives. And they're alive and Carl is alive. Why didn't Ben kill her? We'll never know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and this was just fun. Just... I was expecting something to happen here, just because it was, I don't know, maybe it was just the way it was filmed, or yeah. it, it looked like there was going to be something that was going to end up happening to her, and it was just way too convenient that she lived. Whatever. So we cut to some time later, and Julie and Ray, they uh, bought a house, maybe they're married, it's hard to say. She is wearing a ring. Okay. And So at least engaged. It looks like it's in Southport. So maybe she got over her fear and actually went back I think, to think I think they were trying... There was nothing very obvious about that, but I think they are trying to hint at that. It wasn't Boston. <laughs> yeah. So and I, they didn't say not, any amount of time either. Yeah. It's just this sometime could, This later. could be a month later. This could be five years later. But they bought a house. That's all we know. So that night, Julie has gone around and checked all the windows. You know, because she's done that. And the doors. She's locked the doors. Or no. Good I, job. I guess she locked, checked all the doors. I don't know if she checked all the windows. Oh, Ray's so. brushing his teeth. She just lay in bed, and she hears a weird noise. Gets up, doesn't grab a weapon, bad, lock and load, and goes to search the house. That's fine. She sees there's a window open and closes it and fails to notice the muddy footprints on the ground walking and, through her house. And not, like, just a little bit, like, these there's were, a like, heavy muddy. How do you not notice that? And the light was on. Yes. Constant vigilance, Julie. And then she goes up, and she sits in her bed, and is, like, telling herself to calm down. And then she sees in the mirror, Ben is under her bed, grabs her feet, pulls her under the bed, presumably kills her. But that's the end of, I still know what you did last summer. So if Julie dies here, I guess it's just some constant vigilance. Like, how do you not notice those muddy footprints? And double tap. Yeah. Chop his head off. Yep. And you should have double tapped back in the day, back on the island. Yep. She also also really just violated a lot of other rules along the way, but... None of those actually ended up getting her killed. Yep, none of those got her killed. So that's, I still know what you did last summer. Did, uh, did Ray die? They, we never have any confirmation that. So last time we see Ray, he's alive. And the door shuts. And the door shuts. And that's about it. Maybe he lived, maybe he didn't. Who knows? You've got to imagine that if he killed Julie, that he's going to kill Ray too. And I know we've talked about this movie a lot and all the bad stuff, but that's one other thing that I'm going to have an issue with here is that for some reason they have this mega mega focus on julie and her being such a terrible like like being the focus of they really want to kill her when ray is still been alive and ray is the one who drove the and, car and that ran over he was ben a the part first of place. this entire thing why why have julie be so <sighs> I, don't I don't know, know. whatever I mean, <laughs> it, was just, it was just another thing just another thing that i had to bring up because i was thinking about it and i forgot about it up until this point nothing makes any sense nope All right, so that was that movie. We have one new rule, rule number 30, don't be a good Samaritan. Good enough. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. I wish wish there were more rules to come out of this, just so it gives me more of a reason to have watched it. Yep. I I feel miserable. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so let's go over the awards. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Let's get to the awards. First is the Randy Meeks merit badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules they don't necessarily have to survive the movie but they just need to have done the best job at following the rules to survive this is based off of randy from scream there are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie because he had his own list of rules on how to survive josh what the fuck do we do here (laughs) (laughs) anyone come to mind like do you have a top three top two all right well julie was pretty good with her weapons no I can't. I can't give it to Julie. Well, hang on. she was pretty good with her <laughs> weapons. She had them. She locked and loaded. She took forever to lock and load, but she did. Um, she also. I liked how she had had her house pretty well defended at the beginning. But that horrible, true. She did really. She okay. I will give her credit. She did a really good job learning from past events. Yep. yep. Whereas Ray did not. Yes. Okay. Um, Got his friend killed because of it. Yep. Ray, um, yeah, he got his friend killed, he was a good Samaritan, that was a very stupid move by Ray's. I think Ray was overall better than Julie, in terms of he did less wrong, but I think she did more right, I guess, I don't know, they both kinda sucked. Then we have Ty, who he like immediately grabs the crowbar, he he gets, when, like he's skeptical at first, but when he realizes he's in a horror movie, he grabs a crowbar and like tries to get to a safe place, and you know, his mistake was extremely minor constant vigilance really is only mistake that mattered and it's a tough one yeah in this situation then we have carla who i mean she i don't think she did anything (laughs) she she... didn't lock and load really and when she did she didn't keep it and she honestly should be dead just ben failed to kill her yeah nancy is kind of the same thing as carla didn't really do a whole lot and everybody else didn't know they were in a Nancy did a pretty good job i think i don't know if it'd be good enough to get an award (sighs) from it Oh, I, I can um, Because she was already locked in, though, before they got there. Yeah, she... Yep. she bar- she I. She barricaded... Not barricaded, but, like, she had a shelter. Sure. Uh, she didn't leave the shelter until she absolutely needed to. But then she, Julie, and Carla were terrible. They had so many opportunities True. to kill Ben, and they yes. didn't. Yes. Oh, <sighs> boy. Um, how about any of the no-namers? I mean, you can't give it to... Ed. Can't give it to Estes, because what was he doing? And the other four didn't know they were in a horror movie. Yeah. So where does that leave us? Okay, so are we down to a final three here? I think we're down like to Julian Ray, and Ray. Okay, so at least we have that. All right, so Ty, once he realized he was in a horror movie, he got a weapon. Okay, so so I'm going to make an, an an argument for Ty just because I don't think that Julie or Ray deserve it. Sure. Because I think they did so bad. Yep. So for Ty, yes, he he did not do a good job for a majority of the movie. Sure. Until he found out that he was in a horror movie. Once he was in a horror movie, I think he did a really good job. He was serious about going on the offensive and he locked and loaded. Like the first thing that he did was he went into the, the kitchen or whatever, like yep. grabbed a knife, did all that stuff. I can't blame him for the constant vigilance part. Dude's in an, an event. Yep. I don't think you would be able to see that coming. Yep. Uh, and, and anything that I would knock against him would be before really, really, really knowing that you're in a horror movie. Fuck it. Everybody else was so bad. We're giving it to Ty. Unbelievable. Congratulations, Ty. Oh, Ty I hated Ty. you. Oh God. As a character, like you are awful and annoyed me, and I don't think you deserve this. No, but At the don't. same time, you were no. the least worthy Randy Mary badge winner we've had. Congratulations on being the shiniest turd. Yes, you're great. So that moves on to the Night of the Living Club Award, which it goes to, is based off the character of Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, who's the worst character ever, like several of these people. And I still know what you did last summer, but it goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. How long you got? <laughs> I think Julie made more mistakes than Ray, so I, I want to pull Ray out of this. Because Julie not noticing the muddy footprints was horrible man that was bad there was and there was just a lot of stuff she was she was very inconsistent yeah um because there was a lot of times that she it was really good was really good with like learning from past events but then she went ahead and didn't learn from past events <laughs> in in other uh in other scenes so i don't want to give it to julie either because she did enough good things that i don't want to give it I, to her oh, so that i could really give it to julie i think but there's estes who is just weird for no reason and nobody knew what he was doing and then he's trying to get into a boat and leave the island and estes just, that was a terrible move nothing estes did makes any sense nothing he did makes any sense there's mr brooks who did a bad he didn't do his job but that's that's a nitpick and you could and if you're talking about that one scene julie was just as much as at fault there in sure. my opinion. Then we have Carla and Nancy, and Carla was worse than Nancy for sure, hundred percent. Carla really, honestly, Carla should be dead, and by no fault, or no, nothing she did is the reason she lived. Like, yeah, she ran away, and she did have that nice block of the fisherman's yeah. hook. Okay, so I think we have our three finalists now, uh, between Julie, Carla, and Estes. Uh, I, I, I'm taught, yeah, because we t- yeah. t- tossed Nancy out, so. If you're good with those three, we can at least yeah. And I want to toss Julie out. So let's let's knock down to Carla. Are next. you sure? Jeez. I want to I want to <sighs> toss Julie out because of her defense system and her skills in the apartment at the beginning. That was really good stuff. True. And for that sequence alone, I think got to pull. Her. I, I guess I just put more weight onto um, survivors from the previous movie. None sure. of these people have been in this before. Sure. She should take it a lot more. Ser- not not she. She did take it very seriously. Um, but she should know the rules by now sure so i guess with estes i guess he just went off on his own for no good reason and was planning on just leaving the island by boat like what a stupid plan and we didn't exactly see what got him killed but all this was just so dumb and makes no sense to be fair this is the only i think this is the only thing that he did poorly though he didn't do anything good either Uh, true but this is one thing okay and then we have carla she she never took a shot Yep. She, uh, she had plenty of at, opportunity to take out the killer after along with she locked, after instead. she locked and load, along with everyone else. To be fair, but after she locked and load, she didn't do anything with it and probably left it behind. What it looked like, but um, she did do that balcony jump as well, which was a good move on her part. Like she, yeah. she ran, she moved her ass, and she got away from the killer when she needed to. She got away from the killer the second time, but not because of anything she did. Yep. Yep. That was just pure luck, and her living was pure luck. Yep. Okay. Well, let's like, uh, I don't. Okay, let's talk about Ray. Let's try throwing Ray in here. Ray ran down the street like an idiot, which is what we criticized Barry for in the first movie. Ray should be dead. Yeah. Ray shouldn't even made it yeah, to the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Ray should have died there. That's only because he, he of got ben. A, he got his friend killed. He got his friend killed by being a good Samaritan. He ran straight down the middle of the road. He froze after the first shot. Yeah, he froze after the first shot. We have it. It's Ray. It's got to be Ray. There's yeah. nobody else to give it to. I and I yeah, I'm okay with that. When I was watching the movie, I was thinking Julie should should have it, but I think it was more one of the two returning people yeah. should should get it. And it's it's hard because Ray is like out of the movie for so much of it. He's yeah. only at the scene, like really at the beginning and at the very end. I can't think of a redeeming like he really like followed this rule really well. Other than like locking in Lodi. Yeah, and he, he was like he went on the offensive. Like those like intentions. Yeah, Very good. Very good. Execution? Horrible. Very poor. <laughs> yeah, and who knows what happened with his gun? That makes no sense. No. I mean, he made a good move leaving the hospital, but he also told the crazy story, which, I mean, I already defended him for that, but I don't care anymore. It, it's honestly all over the place. This movie yeah. sucks so much that I just want to get it over with, really, so let's give it to Ray. Congratulations, Congratulations Ray. Ray, you're the Night of the Living Club and you're one of two characters to survive this movie. Congratulations. So, Josh... Now's the time of the night where No, you, you do not want to come on the podcast, then. Got it. Well, if you change your mind, what movie are you going to reserve for yourself? the stupid third one. Okay. Josh reserves, I'll always know what you did last summer. Um, not because I want to watch it. I want to make that very clear. Um, but just because I've... I've i I, th- I think it's more because of how bad this one was. You just got to see if it gets worse or I better. have to justify watching this last one. Sure. And I think watching the third one is the only way to justify what I just watched. Okay. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> it could be next week. It's on the wheel. Um, speaking of the wheel, it's time to spin it. And we have, I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, Saw 2, Friday the 13th Part 2, on Elm M&M Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, Scream 3, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Halloween four: The Return of Michael Myers and Child's Play. Josh, go ahead and spin the wheel. Okay, and we got Halloween four: uh, The Return of Michael Myers. We're bouncing back and forth between Derek and Josh. I yeah, guess. we're just we're just alternating here. But hey, that's the that's the way the wheel goes. Yeah, that is the wheel of spooks for you. the The unforgiving wheel of spooks. Uh, yeah, very unforgiving. I'm going to be very upset if he spins i always. always do. <sighs> <sighs> We're just both so done. Josh, you want to plug your social media? Um, I I guess. I think everything is basically at J Wessler. That's J-W-E-H-S-E-L-E-R. Yeah, I guess Twitter and Instagram, go for it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. Yeah, check us out. That's where the podcast will be posted. That's where the rule list will be updated and posted. So check us out there. Uh, go ahead and review us on iTunes. Uh, five-star ratings are very appreciated because that helps us get found more. Um, it will help us get found easier by people. Leave a comment now. I, I might read them on the podcast. I think I'm going to start doing that reading the nice reviews. Reading the five-star reviews. I'll read those on the podcast. Okay, that's about it. Josh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for sitting through this shit with me. Thank you, I guess. Yeah. Until uh, next time, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. mm <coughs> mm <coughs> <coughs>